standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello. Welcome to the Libro-Cube. My name is Jordan Maywin, and I am the lackadaisical Libro-Cuberless. Today, my friends, is Internet Day. Combining the day of Friday with the thing of the internets. OMG! Which I believe is something that possibly originated on the internets. OMG for oh my god. It's an int- It's got an internet sort of feel to it. So it fits right in. Yeah, it does. Something I like to say at the top of every show is a spoiler warning. However, if you followed along at all with these 250 some odd episodes, you will know that I don't give spoiler warnings on Rock Internet Days for the reason that I do not really feel it is warranted. However, I also say that I don't give spoiler warnings on Rock Internet Days, which when you think about it and really DDD, or dig down deep, you will realize that that is a sort of spoiler warning onto itself. Onto itself, I say. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million a dollars. <laughs> no, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts. Those things, things, they're not hard to do. Just say, hey, meathead. Listen to this podcast. Maybe cut out the meathead, because that's not very nice, but still. Yeah, but still. I suppose that will take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor, which is the first gaming console for cats, the Sony PlayStation Meow. Once again, today's sponsor is the first gaming console for felines, the Sony PlayStation Meow. Meow. Today's Fry Internet Day is kind of interesting. I did a bit of a theme, sort of on purpose. Well, it started out not on purpose, but then ended up being on purpose. That theme is video games. Hey, there you go. Uh, I have two, well, more than two, but kind of just two items. One is something I've never brought back, but something I stumbled upon and uh, caught my eye, and I very much enjoyed and wanted to share it with yous. Uh, that is item the first from The Angry Joe Show. Have you heard of this? Uh, apparently very popular on YouTube. Getting lots of hits, as the kids say nowadays. Uh, he put out uh, a top 10 of 2013 list. Man, I, I don't ever remember a year ending with seeing so incredibly many top whatevers of 2013 list. If you don't like them, you're in hell. If you do like them, you're in heaven. Now, because I'm an atheist and don't believe either of those exist, I will just say, 
you know, I don't mind them. They're good. In fact, I brought one back right now from the Angry Joe show that I just mentioned. Oh, boy. It is the top ten gaming controversies of 2013. So, what I'm going to do is just write them down. Hey, there you go. There you go. And then we'll talk about them. When I say we, I'm using the podcast we in the sense that I will talk and you presumably will listen. And if you have things to say about them yourself, and hope you do, uh, you can email me to the address provided in the closing credits or perhaps tweet at me. I am Jordan underscore Maywood. Right off the bat, I just want to say this is a very, very good, well thought out, well delivered list which is why I've brought it back. This Angry Joe character, uh, I have subscribed to his YouTube channel. I recommend you do the same, even just for the reason that he's... uh, Like, when I heard Angry Joe, I thought it was maybe just someone who comes on and throws out a rant about various things, but that might be on the surface, but underlying is some very well-thought-out commentary on, in this case, gaming controversies of 2013. So, hey, good on Angry Joe. Controversy the first is that the PlayStation 4 cost $1,800 in Brazil. What the fuck? I've actually heard this before on uh, Sessler's... I forget what it was. It was on the Revision 3 network, which, you know what, just since I'm mentioning that, that is my second item or group of items, is I brought back a bunch of things from Revision 3 about PlayStation Now. Now. Anyways, I, I did hear because uh, they were doing a live stream and some guy was from Brazil and mentioned this fact and now Angry Joe has mentioned it. It has to do with, they didn't get into the details on Revision 3, but they did here, and it has to do with taxes. So I think half to three quarters, I don't remember the exact number, of this price is taxes from the Brazilian government for the reason that apparently if your product is not made in Brazil you get super, super heavily taxed, and that's ridiculous. Let people have their gaming systems. Another sort of uh, side to this controversy is that the Xbox, uh, which is French for one, doesn't have these crazy amounts of tax for some reason, or presumably, or it's just, it it costs less. Uh, I don't know if the reason is that the taxes are less or, or what the deal is, but still, yeah, but still, poor, poor Brazilians don't get to play there. PlayStation 4. What the fuck? Ooh. I've got uh, a week, two, maybe three at the outset before I get my PlayStation 4, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, I played... Played? And I haven't played it, because I don't have it yet. Uh, I paid just what normal, the uh, the North American price. Okay, next is uh, Fez creator Phil Bill Fiston? Fish. Phil Fish. Yeah, Phil Fish, his quote-unquote breakdown, as he describes it. Uh, Fez is a uh, indie game, an independent game, if you prefer, and uh, apparently this guy was taking a lot of flack from people. He seems sort of tightly wound, and I think the combination of tightly wound and being in the public eye is, well, not a good combination. So he uh, had a bit of a, uh, a shit fit. I think perhaps is a way you can look at it. But uh, these guys who create these games, and I think an independent gaming game-making circle, are under just an incredible amount of stress. So you gotta you got to sort of look from, from both sides. Uh, the, the sort of result, I guess, of this breakdown is that his, uh, his game Fez, which I've actually never played, but 
at least heard about and seen get very, very good reviews, was going to have a sequel, Fez 2, presumably, uh, which he cancelled for the reason that he just couldn't put up with people's garbage, put up with their shit. There's some uh, personal attacks on him that he took personally, and uh, just a whole big sort of explosion around that. Oh, uh, something very cool that Angry Joe brought up is that uh, this Phil Fish character appears, or perhaps even the quote-unquote star, of a movie called Indie Game the Movie? Is that what they call it? Shit, I didn't write it down, but I, I think that's what it's called. Uh, that'll be appearing on a Movie Monday episode eventually. I'm not sure when, but at some point, since I got my hands on it, and uh, it's the kind of thing that's up my alley, so look forward to that with breath. Perhaps even bated breath. Uh. Okay, so the next one, which is number eight, for me can kind of be combined with the number one item. So maybe I'll just save that. Yeah, okay. So we'll skip that one, move on to number seven, and that is the Wii U. <laughs> Not so much a, a controversy, per se, other than it, uh, it hasn't sold well. Which I suppose, for Nintendo, it's a controversy. It's controversial that they've come out with a new console that people haven't been buying. That ain't good for them. Uh, one very sort of blown away fact that uh, Angry Joe here gave us is that uh, the Wii, the, the old Wii, not the Wii U, during the course of I forget how many months, actually sold more more consoles than the than the Wii U. So when your old system is outselling your new system, that ain't good. That ain't good at all. It's just there's there's no games. Yeah, like they're they're I think they're they've slightly done better with the uh, with a Mario and a Zelda, but you can't come out with a Mario and a Zelda every friggin' month. Say it takes you let's let's be let's be generous. Say it takes you uh you're, you're a slow gamer, and it takes you four months to beat Mario and Zelda to 100% completion, that sort of idea. Now, what do you do until the next game comes out? Because there are, like, no other games. Well, there are, but there's not really. Not really. That's why people buy consoles, to play games on. It's, uh, it has a lot to do with, as Angry Joe describes, aiming more at the casual market. And the thing about aiming at the casual gaming market is that if they have a Wii, why would they buy a Wii U? They're perfectly fine casually every once in a while playing their Wii. They're not going to buy an entire new system. That uh, it just doesn't make sense so much in the sense making. Okay, item the sixth. This is a top ten, did I mention? I hope I did. Oh, uh, you know what? I should mention at this point, too, since we're about halfway done, that... Uh, this video is pretty long, pretty sizable. I think it was 15, 20 minutes. So I'm just sort of giving little point forms, but uh, I'm not, I'm glossing over some things, of course. And I hope you go check it out for yourself because it, it deserves a watch. It was very, very good. Uh, number six, charged free-to-play betas. I don't think I've ever played a beta. I like to wait for the game to be done before I put any money into it. Now, uh, what Angry Joe here is talking about is a game, which I did not write down, of course, that uh, it's still in beta testing, which means it's not 100% complete. There's still tweaks and things that the game makers are allegedly doing in order to improve 
this game. Uh, and in some cases, it was like a mech game. I can't remember what it was called, though. One of the first thing they have up and running within the game is the store. So that's kind of shady, because you're getting this free game, quote-unquote free, and then in order to play it to, I, I don't know if you could say this, in order to play it to its fullest potential, you have to pay money to buy uh, upgrades and new mechs and things like that. And this is on a game that is not yet even 100% completed still, as they say, in beta. So uh, he's not too happy about that. The whole free-to-play thing kind of has me a little worried because I imagine these people are making lots of money with this sort of game. And I don't want games to be free-to-play. I'd rather pay for the game and get everything that is available in the game than have to do these little micro-transactions. Because I've been uh, screwed with that before. I think I spoke of, what was that Marvel game I used to play on my phone? Anyways, I got pretty addicted to that and spent like hundreds of dollars on a game that is quote-unquote free. So that's how they get you. And I'm embarrassed that I fell for it. So I understand where Angry Joe's coming from here. Uh, number five, LucasArts shuts down. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. You'd think people working on anything Star Wars are always going to have lots of money, but apparently that's not always the case. Made some sort of bad decisions. And I think one of those decisions is that they didn't so much, at least in recent years, focus on things Star Wars, which is always going to sell well. Uh, I guess I'll mention it since I always do when Star Wars comes up, just to aggravate people. No, that's not why. I'm a Star Trek guy. The reason being is that I do believe Star Wars is a good thing. I do believe the franchise as a whole has lots of merit. I do believe the movies are very, very good. I do not believe that they are as good as they are hyped up to be. Yes. Number four, launch failures. Oh, uh, yeah, this is another thing that would piss me off that I... It's one of those things that makes me glad that I don't so much uh, pre-order games. The only time I ever pre-order games are when they are sequels to games I've already had and really, really liked. Like uh, any Fallout game, uh, I'll always pre-order that. So uh, what Angry Joe is talking about is something like the uh, SimCity debacle. SimCity came out, and those who purchased it on day one or pre-ordered it were not able to play it. If I came home from the game store, excited for a weekend of playing my new game, and it didn't work for weeks, for the reason that it had to be hooked up online always, even if I was playing single player, I would be furious and greatly, greatly upset. Not only would I return that game, I would expect, um, in that case, EA to buy me a new game that doesn't need to be online only, the bastards. People releasing products, I guess, that haven't been tested enough, it kind of has that feel. So, uh, again, that's something that has happened more and more often and saddens me as well. Sadness. Uh, okay, so this next one, number three, is... For me, I put it at number one because it's my favorite of Angry Joe's list. And uh, it is basically the reason I decided to bring this list back. It is uh, Anita Sarkazian, who did a... Uh, is it a series now? I think there's more than one. A series called uh, Tropes vs. Women in Video Games. 
Now, if you've listened to many of my Fry Internet Day episodes, you will know that I actually brought back one of these called, uh, it was about damsels in distress. And uh, I talked about how much I liked it and how it sort of made me realize something that I had never thought about, that women within video games have sort of historically not been treated very well. Now, the reason that this is my favorite on Angry Joe's list is not because he brought it back and said, yeah, this this lady is stupid, she doesn't even play games, but I don't like her, and got all sort of pissy like that, which is obviously what she's going to experience a lot of on the internet. In fact, the reason he brought it back, the quote-unquote controversy in question, is that he was against all the people who had said mean and nasty things to her. Things that included friggin' I'm gonna kill and rape you. Probably not in that order, but still, friggin' disgusting. Uh, it's one of those things, and this comes up on this podcast from time to time, that uh, sort of anonymity of the internet means that people who probably, in a lot of these cases, are average, everyday, normal, not crazy people, because of the fact that they could say things to this girl from behind the computer screen, say just stupid, stupid fucking things like that, just for the reason because she has an opinion, and I think a quite, quite valid opinion on video games, how women are degraded, and and she's not even doing it from a from a standpoint of, I'm better than you. She's just pointing out facts. So uh, I, I love the fact that uh, Angry Joe took this stance against people who were friggin' dicks to Anita Sarkeesian just for the reason that she's pointing out things in video games that are, well, true. Women, that's probably one of the reasons. If I was a woman, I don't think I'd play a lot of these games for the reason that they are not treated as equals within the video game created universe. So uh, it's pretty, pretty sad. And uh, things should change, and I hope they do. I hope they do. Maybe, I don't know if I'll be able to, maybe I'll post in the description for this uh, my talk of Anita, Anita Circassian's talk of tropes versus women in video games, because it was, it was very, very good. I, I, hell, I recommend you go check that out while we're talking on it, while we're on the subject. Uh, okay, so number two, I'm very, very close to work, and I have to speed through these last ones, uh, is the X-Bone, or Xbox One, with their uh, DRM always-on policies. Yeah, so much has been said of that. I'm not going to buy one, so I don't really have too much of an opinion on it. I did own an Xbox 360 for some months. I found all I would do was play my PlayStation. I barely touched it, so I sold it. So I've sort of learned my lesson and don't think... I would ever buy one again. Uh, I do play on the PC often, so that sort of any game that comes out on Xbox quite often can get on the PC anyways, so there you go. Okay, last item, which I'm going to combine with item 8, for the reason that they felt sort of similar to me, is item 1 and 8, has to do with YouTube's policy as far as uploading video game footage and using video game footage to comment on and to potentially make money on and all the sort of laws and, well, controversy around that. Uh, Angry Joe, I would be, well, angry (laughs) because it sounds like a lot of his videos have been pulled down for the reason that he's used footage from video games 
and uh, you can get so many strikes against you for doing so. And if you get sort of three strikes, you're out. Your YouTube channel can be taken down. And he's that's that's where his livelihood's coming. So there's the because I don't have time because I'm at work. What I recommend is you just watch this video uh, and pay attention to number eight and one for the reason that it will tell you all about what it means. Because that they went sort of the most in depth to uh, eight and one. Well, I don't know if that's fair to say. But they went into a lot of depth on each of those uh, and a lot of the more technical legalese side. So uh, they'll describe it better than I could in the short amount of time that I have here because I'm at work. Folks, I will be back after eight hours. I have a bunch of religion, revision three things to talk about. Revision three things to talk about. So I will talk about them in seconds. From your point of view, for me, it will be eight hours uh, I'm a fool to do your dirty working 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 and we're back we are back we are back we are back we are back back, back. we are back back in action hello <laughs> it's cold it's cold out there Thus concludes the Liberal Cube weather report. Minus 15 and dropping because my car is moving and it was stationary was minus 14 when I got in. Now minus 15. I didn't think that the movement of the car should affect the temperature gauge. Like, shouldn't they take wind chill into account when you're going, oh, see, look, minus 16, when you're going 80. 80 plus clicks an hour. Clicks, if you are unfamiliar, are kilometers. That's uh, what they're called sometimes. Usually by older people, I find. That's kind of a, a, an older person thing. How many clicks is that? They'll say. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Nothing to do with the internet has been said so far, so I feel that it is my best bet to hop right in. Looks like what I've done is brought back two items from the good people over at Revision 3. Revision 3, which I have brought back a cornucopia of times. Yes, that doesn't make too much sense, but it makes a little sense. And we're all about making a very little sense here in the Liberal Cube. That's what we're all about. Uh, I kind of found Revision 3 through Adam Sessler, one of my favorites, just personalities within the video game universe as far as someone who talks very, very intelligently about things video game related, uh, I guess not least of which is his reviews of video games. Hmm, interesting. I like him. I get a, a, one of those people who would love to have his autograph on the old Nerd Cane. If you are unfamiliar with Nerd Cane, what you're going to want to do is go over to bing.com, type in Google. Once you're over at Google, you're going to type in Nerd Cane Adventures and see just what I mean. That's enough of a tease for that. A plug, if you will. Let's talk about a episode of Sessler's Something. Sessler's Something is his almost sort of a podcast feel. Uh, I wish it was longer. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh boy. I wish it was longer because I think that would give it a much, much more podcasty feel. Where it's now, it's just sort of a little web show he puts on every, every week, usually under the 10 minute mark anyways. But I could listen to this guy talk for much, much longer. 
And have, on occasion. Uh, the title of this Sessler something is sort of the reason that I decided to do this video games day internet games day themed episode, and that is the PlayStation Now. This is so incredibly interesting, and I still feel like I don't know enough about it, but I'm going to see if I can sort of boil it down to what I think it is developing into so far. Uh, oh, the Sessler something title is How PS Now May Change Gaming. Yeah, that may change gaming. It is, I think, if you were to sum it up in three words, cloud-based gaming. Now, what does that mean? It means that you will be playing games not on your system, not on your disc, which, let's face it, a lot of the games that we play nowadays, myself included, I'm not so much buying. I'm, I'm probably buying half as many disc-based games as I used to. It seems more and more often I'm finding myself just downloading the games for the reason that they're usually cheaper. I mean, if you want to buy on day one, no, they're not cheaper, but uh, I usually have the patience to wait a little while until the price goes down. And I find the price goes down on downloadable games quicker than it does on the disc-based format. It is nice to have the discs, and like I probably always will for like a Fallout game where I like to get the collector's edition, that sort of thing. I'm a big lover of collector's editions. Just really, really cool. I, I think one of my most recent awesome ones is... Oh, shit, what is it called? Uh, Saints Row... Is it Saints Row the Fourth? which I brought back on after Video Games Day quite a while back. came with a dubstep gun, and that thing's pretty cool. It's a gun that you push the trigger, and then it shoots dubstep and a, a laser, laser beam. Mm-hmm. So I have that. Anyways, what were we talking about? Yes, yeah, so potentially reach the point where I will not even... And this is, seems sort of counterintuitive from the people at Sony and PlayStation, that potentially... A time will happen, a time will exist, where I won't need to have a PlayStation in order to play PlayStation games. I'll be able to say to my TV, hey, TV, hook up to um, PlayStation. My TV will say, yes, sir, because I will make it say that. And then I'll have a controller, but the actual game itself will be in the cloud, and I will be playing over the Internet. Now, there's some things like... Uh, the delay of me hitting buttons to it reacting on screen that I think have potential for colossal failure. Uh, but if I get that worked out, you know, it's it's quite a quite a feat that can happen. Uh, even so far as to you'll be able to play on your phone PlayStation games as long as you are you know hooked up to the internet via probably you have to be Wi-Fi in that case. I would imagine. Adam Sessler, I, I guess this is him surmising on how it could happen, or perhaps he has details I don't actually recall, and he's thinking a, perhaps a subscription-based thing, almost like PlayStation Plus is now, or maybe more like a, a play, a pay-per-title, so like the PlayStation Store. So far, it sounds like it's going to be relegated to PlayStation 1, 2, and some PlayStation 3 games. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and already, I don't know if it's like current as in starting now, but uh, Sony Bravia TVs will 
have the ability right out of the box to connect to this PlayStation now. So uh, very, very cool. And the plans are, and this is another sort of crazy thing, that you'll be able to do it on other things other than Sony products. And Sony in the past has always been very, very against people using their products or their services on anything but Sony devices. So uh, kind of a cool just thought for that alone, that a company such as this is realizing that it's good to get their stuffs into as many hands as possible, regardless of if, of if it's on a Sony uh, product or not. Cool, cool beans. This, such or something, also had a another point, which I, I guess I'll mention here as well, and that is what constitutes a game. So Sessler's talk was kind of broken into these two parts. The one part talking about PlayStation Meow, I mean now, and then talking about what constitutes constitutes a game. This is one of those things that it kind of goes with our talk this morning um, about, what's that girl's name? Anita Sarkeesian kind of goes hand in hand with that. And let me explain. Uh, Adam Sessler put out a, uh, his favorite games of 2013. On that list was the game Gone Home. Uh, people out there in the interwebs, interwebs were super, super upset by this fact for the reason that Gone Home is it a game? Is it just interactive entertainment? What exactly is it? Is it a category unto itself? A lot of people have very, very strong opinions of this. So strong that Mr. Adam Sessler received death threats. Threats of bodily harm for the reason that he says this game. And come on, fuck, deep down it's a game. Is it the same sort of game as, say, The Last of Us? No, no, not by any means. But it is a game. Come on. It's not a book, it's not a movie, it's not a TV. <laughs> so, just call it a game, and that's the part that surprises me the most. It is a game, it is entertainment at its core, so how are you getting so upset over that fact that someone is calling it that? Just, just friggin' ridiculous. And again, it's that anonymity of the internet that I bet the person who threatened Adam if we're to meet him face to face and they were having a discussion of what makes a game and Adam says he really likes Gone Home as a game, would this person threaten his life to his face? No! You would have to be friggin' insane to do that. Why does the internet take away your sanity? Ugh, sickening, sickening. Anyways, uh, I don't know if I will call it doing my part, but uh, at as a comment to this video, I said, you know, and the odds of Mr. Adam Sessler reading my comment, I realize are both a fat chance and a slim chance. I said, I hope you realize that a lot of people out there are not crazy like this person, uh, along the lines of, it's sad that the more voiceful, voiceforous people are those who are crazy, and you may experience their ire more than you would say someone saying, yes, I do agree with this opinion, and uh, you're allowed to have your opinion, and I like your opinion, or I don't like your opinion, but I'm not going to kill you. Uh, yeah, just, just things of that nature. So, so very ridiculous. Just, please, it's a game. It's a game. Okay, moving on to number two. It's a new addition to Revision 3 and a new addition to this podcast for the reason that it's the first time I have brought it back. Uh, host Scott Bromley hosts something called the Internet Rabbit Hole. 
Ah, I like that name, and I like that idea. Uh, you know what? Just before I hop into that, Scott Bromley, I also get the impression, gets a lot of these super, super angry, nasty, death threaty comments, and he's talking about friggin' video games and the internet. How could you get so upset at him for things he says? Oh, boy. He could perhaps not like the style with which he delivers his internet rabbit hole, but really, is there need for anger? And, you know, personally, I like... I, I like him. I, I, this is my first sort of... I, I've seen him in other Revision 3 videos, but this is his first, I think, I've seen of just him talking. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the talk, and I enjoyed the premise that presumably he came up with for this internet rabbit hole. Uh, the title of this one is How Saturday Night Live Led to PS Now. Huh? You see? It's fitting in with the theme here. This video... Very, very, very reminiscent of something called Connections and uh, Connections 2, which was, I believe, BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, I may be wrong. Maybe it was PBS. Anyways, it was a, I guess you would say, educational show with a host who, how do I explain? I used to love it, and I was, like, pretty young at the time, but he would try to connect and would succeed at connecting these two things that seemingly had no connection whatsoever, and the links between them would take you on a magical, mystical journey of just crazy, crazy leaps that have happened in order for one thing to cause another, and the sort of logical progression that he came up with in order to make those leaps. Very, very cool, and that's very, very much had a feel of that. So uh, I liked it for that reason alone. Uh, another reason I like it is because it had to do with video games. And hey, I have a podcast in which I have uh, one of my weekly themes is friggin' video games. So, as you can imagine, I like this. It is good. Uh, I don't think I was able to encapsulate how Saturday Night Live led to the PlayStation Now thing. So let me just briefly read some of my little point forms. There's uh, Earthworm, Jim, Ben Stein, Lauren Michaels, um, <laughs> Jack McBriar. Oh, no. <laughs> Jack McBriar. Jack McBriar looks like Scott Bromley or vice versa. Anyways, all those things and more somehow, some way, lead to a connection. What you're going to want to do is listen to it for yourself. Uh, I think this Internet Day episode has been good in that it has illustrated my sort of podcast thought in general, and Internet Day perhaps in particular, that uh, I'm bringing this back to tease you in the hopes that you will go over there and listen for yourself. Because just me saying, Saturday Night Live to PlayStation Now, how is that even possible? That's got to entice you a little bit. If you've got curious bones in your body, you're going to want to go over there and listen to that. And perhaps tell Scott Bromley that he's a good guy and say, I will not kill you for your opinions. Maybe say that to him. Just maybe. Because you know why? I'll tell you why. Because it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you.
If for any reason you would like to contact us you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper